Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I'm Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble. And my name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And with us this week, we have a very super special guest star. Yes. We have the creator of the fabulously successful webcomic, Penny Pretzel, that's available on Instagram and Twitter. It is the lovely, the adorable, dare we say, the delicious Kelly. Oh, oh gosh. Is in the Hero Complex today. Hey, Kelly. Hi, what's up? What's up? <laughs> what's up? <laughs> um, so, do, are you one of those web cartoonists where it's like a secret what your name is? Yes. Or is it like, okay. Did you so, just say my name, Kelly? Well, yeah, but I mean like your whole name. Oh, yeah, no. It, definitely my whole name, Kelly Riley, is an absolute secret. Okay, don't. Yeah. whatever. You did yeah. not we hear will, that. We will mm-hmm. edit it out and post yep. for Kelly Riley. Yeah. So, um, so Kelly Riley. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, when she comes in, I, I think I have a tendency to just call her Kelly Riley. She's got one of those. There's something in me that is not good. Uh, <laughs> that it, it's like not people. People don't like it, I'm sure. But there are certain people who come in who I say their entire name every time mm. I say their name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that A lot of people, weird. I'm like, oh, what's up, Len? But in other people, I'll be like, what's up, Kelly Riley? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't like it's it. It's probably, right. It's I'm gonna a boring keep, name. I'm going to do it. Oh, no, you don't, you don't, you don't like your name? It's Mm-mm. not that you don't like me calling you Kelly Riley. No, I like it. Okay, great. Makes me feel special. Oh. Well, you are special. Oh, thank you. Well, isn't that special? <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing your webcomic? Um, a year. A year? Yeah. And who is Penny Pretzel? Penny's like a um, kind of, she's like a very small and she's like 26 years old. She's like a version of me that's like, I don't know, very emotional and um, it just kind of like a way where I could visualize very strange thoughts that I have and mm-hmm. jokes that don't really make sense, but they make sense in the context of Penny. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So you had you had changed it because before when I met you it was Penny Hoarder, mm-hmm. right? And so now it's Penny Pretzel. Yeah. Um, there's like a website on how to save money called Penny Hoarder. So I wanted to change oh, it because right. I got angry every time I tried to Google myself. It was yeah. like, no, I, I don't want like Penny Picture Guide. Gotcha. I want to find my comic. So we've got letters. Oh, we've got letters. We've got lots, lots and, and lots and lots and lots of letters. letters. First one, I believe, is from Brandon Payton, your friend on the West Coast. Yeah, man. If I'm correct. Uh, Let's see. Anonymous Reliable Source, uh, Journey Smollett Bell is definitely African-American. Okay. And she is going to kick ass in Birds of Pay. Trust. I believe that. Did I say Birds of Pay? You did say Birds (laughs) of Pay. Birds of Prey. (laughs) Birds of Pay is a very different service. I believe there's an app for that. Um, Brandon's email. Quick fridging recap. In Punisher Season 2, he basically falls in love, just as JD said. He even tells the bartender, I have a past, but I promise it won't end up on your doorstep. Oh, boy. We see that. Foreshadowing. We see, exactly. Uh, By the way, just for, you know, on a completely uh, side note, where's your doorstep? (laughs) <laughs> right on your so front I, door. So I know where to mail my past. Um, we see what Frank would look like in a normal life as a loving boyfriend and kind-hearted stepdad, but he gets scared and leaves town. Then Frank thinks, 
what the heck? I'll give love a chance. And he drives back into the town to be with the bartender. Unfortunately, he sees the kid stalked by a kid, stalked by a professional hit squad, a dozen pros for one kid, really. Overkill much? And intervenes. The bartender gets shot, and Frank rushes her to the hospital, then is catapulted into being his grumpy, psycho killer self. I called it fridging, because even though she didn't die, the bartender's sole purpose in the story was to give us hope that Frank could be happy, and then rip that happiness away from him for the sake of the plot. Mm-hmm. In my eyes, that's fridging, because the women, the woman never had a chance, choice in the matter. If she was going to survive the gunshot wound, why not have her either reject Frank, like, get away from me, you're too dangerous for my kid, or have her ride for Frank and say, I want to help you get the the bastards that killed my friends, and then have Frank leave her while she sleeps for fear of getting her killed if she continues. At least she's shown agency over her own life. Instead, Frank just leaves her bleeding at the hospital and doesn't even come back to protect her when she's predictably threatened by the bad guy. Her suffering gives him the motivation he needs to become who he was meant to be. She's irrelevant now, a.k.a. fridged in my book. Good point. Anyway, I just watched Reign of Superman, and it's official. The new DCAU is far better than anything the DCEU is putting out. Part of me wishes the DCAU would just hand those same scripts over to the live-action department, but the other part of me is fine with these movies staying animated and available on DC Universe to watch whenever I want for $8 a month. The cohesive universe that the DCAU has created and the Justice League and the Teen Titans and the Bat Family and the Suicide Squad and even Justice League Dark has been popcorn-worthy for 13 straight feature films. I'd even dare to say that I've enjoyed them as much as anything the MCU has done. Maybe even slightly more. I love the Cap series, Black Panther, Homecoming, and Infinity War, but the rest of the MCU, I could do without. I say all of that to say... I have no idea what the DCEU is doing. I don't know why they aren't just cheating off the papers of the nerds down the hall, but whatever. This might be my first true geek moment as I gleefully push up my imaginary glasses and keep these movies all to myself, secretly hoping that nobody catches on so the prices stay low. Peace, guys. B. All right, so I'm glad you brought this up. We were going to talk about Punisher Season 2 anyway because I myself had just finished it. Yes, you did. And when he said fridging... I'm going to do a real quick recap for people who hadn't listened to the last episode. Previously on Gutter Talk. Um, Fridging is a phrase uh, where a female character is murdered in order to propel a male character forward. So the the code word for that is called fridging. Right. Because of uh, Green Lantern's girlfriend was murdered and put inside a refrigerator. Yes. So uh, I disagree. That's not fridging. That is storytelling. Um... Someone gets hurt and so he leaves is not fridging. Having someone, having a female character be tortured and murdered and for the sake of the character is, is fridging. Uh, I don't think, that, that's just saying that we can take this phrase and throw it on whatever we want, but I don't really see it that way. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> that's like saying anytime a character is injured <clears throat> or caught in the crosshairs, then... That's fridging. And it's like, well, no, I, I, I disagree with that. Because, um, yeah, she's still alive at the end. She still has her kid. She's just in the unenviable path, uh, path of um, being between Frank and, and whoever's coming after him. Yeah, but do you agree with his assessment on how that played out? Whether, Regardless of how he terms it uh-huh. as fridging, basically he's he's saying that, you know, 
like you just said, she's left in the path of these these people. You yeah. know she's going to be threatened. Yeah. If we know she's going to be threatened, why doesn't Frank know that? So that would say that, oh, Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, Mary Jane gets captured by the Green Goblin, toffs off a bridge, and he saves her, and then at the end walks away from her at the graveyard because his life is too dangerous for her, and he's taking her into account and not being in a relationship with her. By, by this, it sounds like that would be fridging because she got caught in the crosshairs. She no, wasn't... I, I, I agree with you. This is not called fridging. Yeah, but, the, but, but, but I'm saying, no, the... but, no, my point is, to get to my point, was that it, it's, that's just storytelling. Okay. There is someone who gets caught, um, and so the, the hero, whether it be male or female, has to make the choice, is this too dangerous for me to include this person in my life of superheroics? So I would not say that um, it's problematic. Storytelling. Right. What do you say, Kelly? Kelly Riley. I just want to know if one of the requirements for fridging is it has to come pre-superhero? like is it like a catalyst for their no, career? No, it's not the catalyst for them being a superhero. Okay. It's usually just a catalyst for them to be either moving on against a, a, an enemy or propelling them forward maybe in a character sense, but it's not the, It's not their origin story. Okay. Right? Hmm. Which would be different. I admit that would be totally different. Mm-hmm. That would be storytelling yeah. and it may be a little problematic but probably not as problematic because like I said it's the origin story but if you you are the punisher you already are the punisher right. and you see this opportunity to stop punishing because of this relationship uh-huh. and you promise this person I don't want to bring it to your doorstep and lo and behold ding dong mm-hmm. punisher at your doorstep yeah. in a loot crate box yeah <laughs> um and you 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 kind of deal with it, but you don't really deal with it. You deal with it as far as in the moment. Mm-hmm. You take her, you you take her to the hospital, and then you basically basically leave. Now maybe in your mind, you know, I'm going to go deal with this so that this mm-hmm. never happens again. Yeah. But if you left episode three to go deal with this, mm-hmm. and now we're at episode six, episode six is two three days later. Mm-hmm. You still haven't dealt with it you should be looking back in on well that situation that that, you know i just finished it last night and um i do have some thoughts on the on the series as a whole but one of the things was i was kind of hoping that he would go back and have a conversation with that woman right because the last time he saw her she was shot and taken to the hospital and i don't think and maybe i'm wrong i don't think he ever checked in on her i think that's what he just he just alludes to he says he doesn't he and yeah. that's what he's saying. To, that's why he's saying it in his mind uh-huh. that is akin to fridging, and yeah. he admits that it's akin to fridging. Not yeah. maybe not. Quite it's adjacent fridging. to right. Yeah. It's it's, frid, it's it's fridging light. Fridge adjacent. Fridge adjacent. <laughs> nice. Um, because because like you said, he doesn't go check back on her. The, yeah. That plot whole thing. They about, just forgot about her. You know, and what it what it meant for him to mm-hmm. be in this life and everything like that was all just a reason to propel him forward. You know what? He turned me around on yeah, it. I think you might really be right. Point. Had he come around at the end and just for a conversation, it's been like, hey, sorry about that. Right. Like, I, we can't hang out anymore because uh, 
obvious reasons. Or giving the character the opportunity to present her frame of mind, yeah. her point of view on everything that had happened. Yeah. That that would be different as well. Yeah. It it doesn't happen. Yeah. I'll buy it. I'll go with it. Uh, I was definitely, I thought about it, like, as the show was wrapping up in the final episode, and I was like, are we ever going to see that woman again? He was like, snuggling up to, and there was mm-hmm. a kid, and it was kind of cute. Yeah, no, it's it's disappointing. How um, did you feel on the series as a whole? So, uh, I love this version of Frank Castle. I, I've seen a lot of people online who are complaining that it's not the Frank Castle, it's not the character from the comics. But to me, that is a plus, because the character in the comic books is a one-note Very character. one-dimensional. He yes. is a guy who I only really care about when he shows up at the end of someone's issue... And you go, oh, no, the Punisher's here. How's this going to go down? Mm -hmm. But reading him on a month-to-month basis, he is not a character that (coughs) is interesting enough for me or developed enough for me to read about. It's just basically like I'm writing in my journal about murdering these criminals. Like, I don't. So the fact that we had a actual relationship forming in the beginning of this season, I really enjoyed that. There's a couple of really nice um, empathetic um, scenes in season two. Um which added to his character, and it made it seem like he's not just a murder machine. Yes, he will murder everyone, but at least he does have compassion in his heart for certain people. Quick aside. Yeah. You know, we do this podcast inside the Hero Complex. Yeah, you guys don't have to, like, tiptoe. I think it's always so funny when people say, oh, it's a podcast, and they get very, very quiet. We know we're in a store. It's fine. So people are storing. Yeah. They're, 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 there's retail you going can make, on around You can make us. coffee as loud as you want. Just yes. means just screaming. Yes. I mean, yeah. Don't sing the coffee song, but yeah. Is there yeah. a coffee song? There should be. If we had a coffee song, Kelly, how would it go? Oh my God. I don't know. Just like a bean juice. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna get bean my bean juice. juice. <laughs> Nothing but bean juice. <laughs> um, so uh, back to the Punisher. Uh, yeah, this version of that character. Um, there was a couple times where I actually got a little, I wouldn't say I was like sobbing, but I did feel the emotion of the scene between okay. him and uh, there's a girl that he's protecting mm-hmm. throughout season two. And um, yeah, there's these nice fathery moments that he has with her mm. um, that kind of struck me emotionally. Right. So um and the way it wraps up surprised me because we're still dealing with Jigsaw from season one, right. Billy. And then we've got this new character, John Pilgrim, who I don't really know from the comics, but I'm sure is a pre-existing character, um, who's very religious. Okay. And the way those problems sort themselves out, I was like, oh, this is not what I expected. I respect that. Now, it does take a bit of a dip. Uh, around s- episodes eight and nine, I think I was starting to be like, "Can we? All right, can we push is forward?" Thirteen again. Thirteen again. Oh boy. Get, well, I was gonna say in the future, trim them down to ten episodes. But what Netflix did as trimmed them down to zero episodes. <laughs> uh, so, which is a bummer. Right. Um, and then, oh, so as a whole, the Netflix Marvel oeuvre, oeuvre is is I think at a close. And I think I for one for some reason I thought there was still talk of the third season of Jessica Jones airing, but that might be I don't know. not the case. Uh, what That's I the want, only thing left out there, though. What I would want would be something more akin to Defender season two, just something that has a little bit of everybody in it, so that there is a more complete goodbye. Mm. This has a you know it's a very brutal season of television 
which I give them props for because Punisher punishes some some dudes, man. It gets there's a couple times where I go, oh shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? You do that, um, and so to wrap up the whole, all of those different shows and have this to be the last one felt a little like oh, but I want it to have like a more positive, upbeat ending. Right. Like I think about scenes with at the end of Daredevil season three, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite seasons of television at the end you've got karen foggy matt and i, I believe they're out at a restaurant yeah. and they're, they're feeling good and they're looking forward and it's 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 uh, you know it's a it's daytime yeah do you know what i mean there's just a ver- there's a difference between that and a spoiler alert the end of punisher season two is three months after the events of punisher season two he's still the punisher and he tracks down two warring mob or you know gangs mm. lures them to a place and then the last shot is him going I'll dance with you and then he whips out two Uzis and just screams and shoots at the camera and that's how you wrap up all of the Netflix Marvel shows you know what I mean yeah but that is thinking of the Punisher just in and of himself it's a great end for the Punisher it's the great end for the Punisher because he's just going to keep on doing it but I'm just saying, as as an event, as an event, you're right. As the end of an era. Yeah, but you but you can't blame him. No, 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 I'm not. It, because the show was produced and and filmed before before everything was canceled. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, they all. I'm sure they all thought they were gonna have Daredevil season four. Yeah, yeah. You know, to 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 finish things. Yeah. If not Daredevil season four, at least another. Because I'm sure they thought they were gonna have another Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. You know, because Luke Cage ends with him basically a mob boss. <gasps> really? Oh, you didn't see season... Oh, sorry. Here's what happened. I was watching season two of Luke Cage, and then I got sidetracked by whatever other Netflix shows, and I was always like, I'll go back to it. Um, and I, never, I haven't yet. So that's kind of cool. Uh, you would think, but oh. we'll never know, because it was canceled. So um, and so as an end for The Punisher, I'm with it. Yeah. Uh, I unlike you, enjoyed the second season of Jessica Jones. So There are things I loved in season two, Jessica Jones. My main sticking point was that actress who plays her mother. I understand. I understand. So bad. She yeah. ruined that season for me. Uh, Jessica Jones actually went, you know, and, and, you know, you know, with all due respect to Kristen? Luke Cage, oh. who, which I enjoyed and, you know, I, and I developed a friendship with, with a, uh, a couple of people that have been on that show. Um, Jessica Jones was my second favorite mm-hmm. of the the Marvel Netflix shows. I mean, Daredevil, none of them could touch Daredevil. For me, since we're going to do it, uh, off the top of my head, I would do Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Punisher, Luke Cage, Defenders, Iron Fist. I would go Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage... Punisher, I would then turn to ABC and watch Penny oh. Peggy Carter, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. Before I even thought about watching Defenders. Or Iron Fist? Is there an Iron Fist? Is there? Nice. Uh, I do think Journey Smollett is going to kill as Black Canary. I My concern about Journey Smollett as Black Canary is... What Black Canary are we getting? Are we getting a Black Canary that is a seasoned pro? 
at what she does? Or are we getting a Black Canary that would hang around Harlequin? And that's a Black Canary that, um, that's not the Black Canary I know. Right. You know what I mean? Like, not saying that the Black Canary wouldn't hang around Harlequin, because readers of Injustice know uh, that, that comic book know that mm. Black Canary hangs around Harlequin. But she's still a, that Black Canary is still a seasoned pro. Yeah. She, and who Harlequin, you know, as much as she is still off the walls, begrudgingly shows respect to mm-hmm. for all that she's achieved. The Black Journey Smallette's Black Canary, at least in the, 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 Two seconds we've seen of Not her, even. Of, in the 11 second teaser yeah. just doesn't strike an image of the Black Canary that I know and yeah. love. Yeah. I'm curious about this. I'm cautiously optimistic as I am about every comic book property being translated to the screen. This feels a little Suicide Squatty, uh, which does not bode well. Yeah, that's right. Because... because Black Canary, again, because Black Canary would not be in Suicide Squad. Neither would the Huntress that mm. I know. But Huntress, you can kind of go either way because mm. it depends on what kind of origin you're giving her. Yeah, You know what I mean? The, because there was a Huntress in the comics whose origin is that she was actually a mob boss's daughter. Mm-hmm. So if you're going there, that person maybe fits into Suicide Squad. The Huntress that was the daughter of or sometime in some way related to Batman yeah. does not fit into the Suicide Squad. So, yeah. But there's different ways you can go with that. So it seems like they're... Because I think all of the people presented are heroes, right? Except for Black Mask, who I'm assuming is going to be the foil. Well, Harlequin is not a... Uh, well, that's what I'm wondering. So okay. she was a bad guy. She she was a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And then she was... she Maybe she found a little bit of... Um, redemption? Redemption in Suicide Squad by helping to actually thwart... Uh, uh, something evil right and so now maybe she's doing like oh maybe i'll try and be a good guy Mm -hmm. and so this is her teaming up with other good guys to take down the black mask maybe maybe yeah so um the one thing i will someone had posted this somewhere probably on twitter and i guess they had taken a screenshot and it looks like harley has a a a tattoo on her thigh and it says joker's pudding or something like that basically Mm -hmm. it's is meant to represent that she belongs to the Joker. Yeah. And it is crossed out. Okay. Mm-hmm. She like ta- tattooed over it like a, just a whoop. So uh, I like the idea of, because I hate when people romanticize that relationship between Harley and Joker. Same. Um, and they did a great, a great, uh, the last page of Heroes in Crisis number five that came out last week. The last page was Harley in the confessional. And it was a really awesome uh, reference to that. Okay. How abusive that that relationship was, so uh, I'm glad that she's probably finding her own path. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, it never strikes me in a good way, I guess, um, when people are like, like you know, JD said, really romanticizing it. It's just um, I, I feel like people are taking away the wrong kind of things from it. Mm-hmm. It's just really like a representation of two people who are kind of like, you know, essentially very chaotic characters who are just happen to also be in a, some kind of a relationship. But I feel like some people take it as a actual love when it right. really isn't. 
It's not love at all. Yeah. Look how dark and sexy it is. No, yeah. it's abusive. Right. Yeah. Um, for anyone who hasn't read Heroes in Crisis number five, it came out last Wednesday. You can find a copy at your local Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. Um, what is Heroes um, in Crisis? Oh, well, oh, it's a DC big, it's not a crossover event, right? But it is a big event from DC. And it's basically about this place that no one really knew about except for the heroes called um, Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Thank you. I almost said Purgatory. Sanctuary. <laughs> And it's a place for heroes and some villains, I guess, to go to receive therapy for their PTSD that no doubt would arise from being a superhero. Uh Right. Right? So all of the times you die and come back and die and come back, you might want to talk to somebody about that. That's so interesting. So, yeah. So there are these confessionals sprinkled throughout the book, written by Tom King and drawn by Clay Mann. Uh, where it's like the real world, if anyone remembers the real world television show, where the people would just talk to the camera. Mm-hmm. So we've got a scene here, Harley Quinn, it's a nine panel grid, and it goes, so Mr. J said, why did the chicken cross the road? And I said, duh, to get to the other side. And he said, no, to get to the moron's house. And then he would say, knock, knock. And I'd said, who's there? And he said, the chicken. Then he started hitting me. He hit me good. And I think that's a, a really appropriate way to describe their relationship. And I'm glad that they did that. Like, yeah. oh, this isn't sexy. He just beat on me a lot. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's just a side note about mm-hmm. Harley and, and what's coming from Birds of Prey that gives me a little bit of hope. You know, because I think uh, her jacket in that movie even said, like, Jokers yeah. or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, something like that. Right. So anyway. That was I it. know Black Canary Kelly. Uh... Black Canary Kelly? Well, <laughs> sort of. Yeah, in a way. Kelly does have a connection with Black Canary. But at my job, um, we could kind of choose like a hero to identify with. With oh. yeah, so I chose Black Canary, and no one really knew like who Black Canary was. But um, I just kind of liked how she was so aware of like how like of her own disadvantages, mm-hmm. and how she planned accordingly. Like, she didn't really take it as, like, um, a downside, just something that she had to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, she's real cool. Were you introduced to Black Canary on Young Justice? Was that yeah. your first introduction to it her? It was. Yeah? Yeah, it was. I, I don't really read a lot of superhero comics. I'm really, I really I really only started reading comics until, what, what, Saga? Okay. Yeah, that was where I was like, oh, comics are super dope. That is this generation's add-on. Like that is that's where people come into that's comic their books. action comics. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's just great. And there's nothing wrong with that. It, it's, it is an excellent comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good place to start. There's so many people when they come in and they've never read comics before. I go, well, here you go, and I hand them Saga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You owe it to yourself um, if you really are a fan of Black Canary mm-hmm. to look up some of her books. Now she, I think she at one time. Maybe once or twice has had like little mini series, like her own mini series and stuff like that, and they've been okay. Nothing really great. If you want to look up the good Black Canary, there was a comic book actually called Birds of Prey. Oh, oh yeah, which was started uh, years ago, and it starred uh, Black Canary and the Batgirl of that time, and most people's historic Batgirl, Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. Um, but her 
after she was crippled by the Joker mm-hmm. and was Oracle. Mm-hmm. And she still wanted to be basically in the hero business, but she's she's paralyzed and Black Canary more or less becomes her legs. Nice. And 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 that is really the origin of the Oracle being in your ear because she was the the voice in Black Canary's ear helping her on all of these uh, these uh adventures that they would go on. Oh cool. And then as the book went on they would then pick up you know other women to kind of like join them come and join their squad every Mm -hmm. once in a while huntress was a regular for a while Mm -hmm. power girl um at one point back in the in in the 50s and 60s there was this comic book called black hawk where this these team of um, fighter pilots who fought in world war ii and now all of a sudden in the 60s they were young again and fighting um but over the over years, they tried to show equality, mm-hmm. and they got a lady Black Hawk who was there uh, to fight with them. Okay. Well, that lady Black Hawk becomes the pilot for Birds of Prey, and now she's the one that takes them from all, all the. And they would go. The, the fantastic thing about Birds of Prey is not only that it was just these women doing these incredible operations, but they would take on international terrorists and stuff like that. Okay, uh, it was a, a really really cool book. Um, it's a title that has obviously been co-opted now for this movie, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But a, you owe it to yourself to look up some collections of those books for really good Black Canary stuff. Okay. Yeah, I would recommend. Uh, I really enjoyed the New 52 Birds of Prey, which was written by Philly native, I believe, um, Dwayne Zwarinski. Mm-hmm. And yes. I really like that one. I have a couple of those in the back issues. I'll show them to you later. Oh, cool. But let's finish up this email. So um, he talked about the, the uh, Reign of Superman. Reign of Superman. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah, you were saying. I watched the Death of Superman redo that they had done uh, maybe six months ago. Yeah. And then Reign of Superman, the follow-up, because it's a two-parter, dropped on the DC app last week. I still haven't gotten to it, but you were telling me that it's amazing. It is amazeballs, my oh. friend. It is all that and then some in a bag of chips. It's only recently dropped, so I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But What is it? What it is, is the second part of the death of Superman. And it more or less, look, let's just put it out there. It's Superman. So it's basically the resurrection of Superman. Okay. However, um, before he resurrects, years ago, I don't know, in comics, there was a book called The Death of Superman, where Superman actually died at the hand of Doomsday. Yeah. Well, Well, in the vacuum of there not being a Superman, four quote-unquote Superman rose up to try and take his place. There was uh, basically Steel Superman, which was this black guy, John Henry Aarons in Irons in an armored suit. There was Superboy, who was a clone of Superman Mm -hmm. uh, that Lex Luthor had created. Uh, There was a cyborg Superman who was an amalgamation of this this astronaut doctor scientist type of guy who worshiped Superman and then got caught up in this really bad accident um, around the time that Superman died. And somehow he became a cyborg. I don't remember. It's not super important. Yeah. And he said, well, I won't be Superman. <laughs> so he took over Superman. And then there was, um, and, and he ultimately is the Eradicator. Super, no, that's the Eradicator. The Eradicator 
Superman is thinks he's Superman. I don't want to give away who he is. Okay. Um, and so then there's this whole big storyline of all these guys vying for the title of Superman. Meanwhile, you you learn that somewhere Superman's kind of like planning his return, more or less. Okay. I mean, because it's Superman, you know he's coming back. Yeah. It's comics. Um, and in the comic books, this was a big sprawling story that went over for about at least a year or something Oh, at like least. That. Yeah, at least a, a year in comics. Yeah. Well, they have in these two movies distilled this down into two movies. And it'll show you how long-winded comics could be because they got it right in just these two movies. Mm -hmm. And it fits perfectly. Oh. Everybody gets a little bit of time to shine. Uh, the animation is great. The fight choreography is great. It is so... Because I knew a lot of that. I've never read this. I didn't care. I yeah. knew that just through osmosis and being in comic book stores, I would learn the story. I did. Mm -hmm. I read every single issue and I loved it. And he loved it. And you know what? He's going to watch the movie and he's going to say, God, this is so much better. Okay, good. I, I, I want to. You will. Trust me. So, yeah, um, I, I think we all agree, at least, twixt you and I and Brandon, Brandon that the DC animated movies are so much better than the live action ones. They're so amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, mm -hmm. they, are, they are really, you know, they really are hitting it, hitting it out the park because in, in the run up to this, they, they put a bunch of the older Superman uh, animated movies on the DC app and I I've watched all of them but a couple of them you know I maybe only watched once so I mm -hmm. wanted to re-watch them yeah right so I revisited uh, what was the one I revisited I revisited uh, Superman versus the Elite yeah um, and then I did Superman Unbound which basically him fighting Brainiac, Brainiac. right yeah. and both of those and both of those comics because of or movies because they are adapting comic book stories mm -hmm. they're not necessarily the dcau that that universe that they're creating yeah. um that they fit these comic book stories into these are actually totally separate they each have totally different animated styles yes right it's a totally different animated style superman and thus a, a different voiced superman different mm -hmm. voice cast but the animation is still good oh yeah the yeah, yeah. fight is still good. Superman versus Elite. It's a crazy, it's a bonkers story. Yeah. But I just sat there and enjoyed the animation. I was like, you know, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. You know what's another weird story? I don't know the title, but it's like um, like a universe where, uh, what was it? If Superman's dad was different and instead of Batman, there's like an actual, like he's actual Batman, like he's part bat. And then instead of um, Wonder Woman, it's someone that, else. That what is, was that called? No, that was that was Bruce Timm's. It was only a couple years ago. It was. It's not called. Is it called Justice League? Well, basically, it goes under the Justice League yeah, title. It does. Gods and monsters. Gods and monsters. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that that was, is good. Yeah. That is good. That is good because because Superman's father. I think he's is he raised not Russian. But I think kind of like. Um, Hispanic? Hispanic. Yeah. Hispanic, right. And Wonder Woman is from uh, Apocalypse. Yes. Yep. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, that is, see? Yeah. And Batman's a vampire. Yeah. Yep. 
It's so good. Yeah, that was fun. So freaking good. I mean, and, and that's not even the DCAU. That's not the universe. The yeah. universe movies is like all those Justice League, Throne of uh, Justice League, uh, War, Throne of Atlantis, Throne of Atlantis. Um, the the Batman stories all all yeah. are all in there as well. Batman versus Robin. Versus Robin, Batman. Um, what is it? Uh, the Batman one that has Batwoman in it. Um, all of those yeah. are in there, man. They're so good. They they're really they really are freaking good. They're really fun yeah. to just sit and watch. Now, I'm wondering about Aquaman. And I'm wondering The movie? Yes. Or the character. The the sorry, the movie, the film that has made over 1.8 billion dollars. Did you see Aquaman Kelly? I didn't. You didn't? No. Okay. I I just kind of I've gotten to the point where I just my brain glosses over anything that's DC in live action just naturally. And then I start, but I've been hearing things about it. So I've been hopeful, I guess. Okay. I don't know. We didn't like it. Oh, okay. I'm wondering, but we are in a minority. If he was talking of, you know, we got Brandon here talking about why don't they just give the scripts to the live action people. And it makes me wonder, a la GI Joe. When G.I. Joe came out as a live-action film, I sat there, and I was angry, and I was <laughs> bored, and I was like, what the, f- what is happening? Why is this happening to me? Why are you doing this? <laughs> and then, about halfway through, I had a revelation. If this was a Saturday morning G.I. Joe cartoon, I'd have no problem with this. Because it'd be the same, and it's the same story. Same yeah, everything, I would have right? no problem. So I'm wondering about the Aquaman film. If this was a DC animated film, would I be as upset? I don't know 100%, but maybe, because I also uh, didn't really care about Throne of Atlantis. So maybe I just don't care about Aquaman. And by maybe, I mean, I definitely don't care about about Aquaman. Aquaman. That being said, though, I I could see this Aquaman working as an animated movie. Yeah. Would you you have liked it better if it was an animated film, if we watched it on the DC app? Or if it was a wide-release animated film? I think I would have, because in an animated film, you're more forgiving of acting. Yes. You yes, know, I am. It's just really about what the voice is getting over. Yeah. You know? And that, it's so bad. The acting is so bad in that movie. Hmm. Well, I don't want to... I know Christopher Goodnight won't like it if we talk about Aquaman for too much longer. No, he won't. So let's move on to Christopher Goodnight's email. Which has the... Um, subject line of Journey Smollett made her bones as Michelle Tanner's best friend on Full House. How dare you, sir? She replaced Taj Mahdry when he left for whatever reason. Most recently, if you can call 2011 recent, she played the character of Jess Merriweather on Friday Night Lights alongside Michael B. Jordan. All right, that was a long time ago, bro. Uh, I had no clue Ewan McGregor was playing Black Mask, but I'm all for it. The going theory for the Asian girl in the cast with a cast on her arm... Wink. ...is that she is Cassandra Kane. Okay, I can go for that. Yeah, sure. As for Batgirl slash Oracle, some fans have suggested that she be played by a wheelchair-bound actress. When I mentioned the possibility of there being flashbacks where she isn't in the chair make it necessary for them to cast someone who doesn't use a chair. They told me I was being ableist and that Natalie Portman had CGI'd legs in the dancing scenes of Black Swan. What say you to that? I'll put a pin in that. Yeah, 
N in there. <laughs> As for Carmen Sandiego, I did enjoy it. I just wonder why the character couldn't just be a straight-up villain. It reminded me of Will Smith's Deadshot, where his character wasn't a complete scumbag, and they made his kid's mom more of a villain to make him look better. The movie had other problems as well, but that really bothered me, and I blame it on Smith not wanting to play a straight-up villain. I think I only made it through four episodes of Punisher. It just didn't interest me. Punisher's best moment for me was in Brubaker's Devil on Cell Block D and one issue of War Journal post-Civil War when he staged a wake for Stilt Man and poisoned the booze to oh kill the God. mourners who showed up. Damn. Mm. Adjacent of the grudging conversation, I just watched a horror movie where the first two characters who died were a lesbian couple. And while other straight characters died later, I wonder if this counts as part of the bury your gaze trope. Thoughts? Chris, sensase, good night. So adjacent of the fridging conversation, I think he meant to write, but he said grudging. Yeah, I believe that's what he's talking about. Yeah. All right. So let's start from the beginning. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Ewan McGregor, that's cool. Asian girl, Cassandra Crane, dope. Uh, ableist. So I t- do you know what he's talking about with Natalie Portman having her legs CGI'd? Yeah. Uh, in... I guess because she's a dancer and I guess she doesn't, she can't do all the actual right. the, 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 the tippy-toe right. stuff. Right, so they CGI'd her legs. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, as a matter of fact, I, oh, I think I just saw an interview with someone who was actually... The dancer. Oh, neat. Whose legs they used. But that still required Natalie Portman to be standing up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, look. Natalie Portman was not sitting down, and then they just CG'd legs under her. True, but, you know, in a world. In a world. (laughs) Where they can create whole characters act live action mm-hmm. next to people in movies who's to say they couldn't take someone who is a, a wheelbarrow a wheelchair bound actor mm-hmm. or actress or actor and use some cgi so that they are standing walking running i'm sure i'm sure things i'm sure they could i'm sure that they could hmm. um I, oh man, the, it's a sticky wicket. <laughs> it's a sticky wicket because the, the, my wicket's was, all sticky. <laughs> there was people that were having this same conversation about uh, Brian Cranston in the Upside because he's paralyzed in the Upside. Oh, I don't know. Okay, you know, um, and while he's not paralyzed in the beginning of the film. But that's like the very immediate before credits beginning of the film. Um, He's paralyzed throughout the rest of the film. And he's paralyzed from the neck down. So it really is just, you know, it's it's only his head that can move. Yeah. And there are some people that are saying, like, why couldn't they get a wheeled somebody who's actually paralyzed to do that? Um, There is something to be said, though. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's not a lot of actors. In, in wheelchairs. The, in wheelchairs, um, I'm sure there. I'm sure there are some. I know. I I know there are. Daryl Chill Miller, Daryl Chill Mitchell, who uh, used to be a rapper of one time, a Groovy Groovy Chill, uh, had a very bad accident, 
uh, and then still went on to act straight from his wheelchair. Hmm. Uh, has been on in TV and movies for years on end. Cool. So I know that it does happen. Um, Christopher Reeve still was acting I and remember. directing. He did a remake of Rear Window, which was kind of neat. Which was really neat. Cool you know? idea. Yeah. So it's something that can happen. Um, I feel like people never like that excuse, though. Like, that casting is just hard. Mm-hmm. People never like that answer. But that's sometimes the answer. Sometimes that is the answer. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that there aren't actors out there uh, in who may fit the description of mm-hmm. what the, the film calls for. I mean, they're not good actors. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, and, but you, you have to cast that net, but then mm-hmm. it's like, how wide a, ca- a net yeah. do you cast? How hard did you try to find Right. It? I yeah. mean, it's it's a, it's a sticky wicket. Um, I don't know. If they were to cast a Batgirl and she was to be an Oracle, would you... Would I have a problem if it, if it was Natalie Portman? Let's say Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Cast as Batgirl? In, or slash Oracle? No, I wouldn't. Mm. Honestly, probably wouldn't think of anything about it. And maybe I have the privilege of not being able to think about it as opposed to someone that is yeah. in that in that way. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. What do you what do you say, Kelly? Uh, don't pass it on to me. I, I feel like I'm in the same spot. I I really don't know. Um, I, it's hard to say when you're not actually involved in the production, like mm-hmm. what happened. Like, I feel like you can't really blame anyone or, or point fingers when you don't really know what went into well, it. Would you have a problem with it? Oh, um, with what? Um, like suppose, suppose you, you're doing a movie and let's go, let's go simple, not even go handicap. Mm-hmm. Let's go boom, daredevil. You're doing daredevil. You cast Charlie Cox. Do you have a problem that you actually didn't cast a blind person? Um, I don't know. I mean, I personally wouldn't, but... I didn't because he's doing things a, blind, uh, a person who sees has to do. Because he's, he's, he's not playing a blind character. He's playing a character who, can who see. can't see, but has all of his other senses augmented to such a degree that he can basically see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got an actor who is able to see. Jamie, you've got, I'm sorry, you've got a character who is able to see. Got you. You see what I mean? He's just not seeing through his eyes. Yeah, but if you're, pl- if you're playing another character, I'm just, this, this is a very specific example. If you're playing another character who is blind, then sure, you can just pick a blind person, right? Right. Yeah. I feel like I wouldn't have a problem with it, even if it was in that situation where it's like a character who is blind, um, and that's like their character mm-hmm. trait. Um I wouldn't have a problem with it because I know casting is difficult and I can be pretty forgiving with some things. Uh-huh. I mean, um, so, I mean, I, I get it. As long as you're not completely changing who the character is to fit an yeah. actor, that's different. Mm-hmm. But if you just can't find, um, like, the talent, I, you know, I understand. So, I See, guess, the, the yeah. thing I The thing I immediately jump to is, well... We've got uh, Robert Downey Jr. playing a black guy. But he didn't play a black guy. No, I'm just saying, I'm making an example. Okay. No, I, mean, I know that actually happened because it was in that... Tropical Thunder. Tropical Thunder. Trop- Tropic Thunder? Tropic, Tropic Thunder, Thunder, which yeah, is yeah. hilarious. Um, but I'm just... I, 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 
I picked two random things and put them together, and it wound up being <laughs> being the only <laughs> the only one that worked. Uh, it's like getting Jack Black to play a black guy. Gotcha. Yeah. You see what I mean? But actually, did, wait, it didn't happen. To okay. Wait, is Jack Black black? His name's Black. Damn it. Did you know I had a secret crush on Jack Black? Yes, you said it yesterday. Oh, yeah, so I it wasn't did. a secret. Yeah. Well, really? I, yeah, when I was 14. I mean, they still do. Who doesn't? He's beautiful. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. But what, what was Who it? Who doesn't? That, what, what, what ignited this, uh, this lust. attraction, this lust for Jack Black? His body. Wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. Go in there. Good. Good for you. Yeah. That's w- was awesome. it what, Good for him. What movie was it? A, or how, where did you see him that made oh, you? Oh, where did like, I ooh. see him? Look at that bod. Was it Gulliver? I would I was. I think it was um, a tie for either School of Rock or like Nacho Libre, one of those films. Yeah, Nacho Libre. Yeah, yeah. It's on full display there, right? Mm-hmm. Skin tight. Very available. Yeah. <laughs> His body was very available. What a great. Uh, that's a good phrasing. Mm. Very yeah. Ooh, his gut was very available. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's well, nice. You just well, want to like. If grab you your can see around? the grin on Kelly's face right yeah. now. Oh Do God. I really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh my God, you are in. I hope he hears this. Do you think he listens? I mean, yeah, I'm sure he listens. Oh, good. I'm a hundred percent sure. If he <laughs> if he is listening right now, what do you want to say to Jack Black? Mm. I would say that his beard is nice. And that he's just a precious person, and Aww. his worldview is like something that I really love. Nice. What's his worldview? Um, he's he's just very. I mean, like, I guess maybe worldview is a wrong word, but like his just demeanor about like life, mm-hmm. and um, he's just himself, and he doesn't apologize for it. And when I think of how I want to be, sometimes I do actually think of Jack Black when I'm afraid to be myself. Okay. I think about him. WWJBD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Get little bracelets made up. Yeah. <laughs> WWJBD. Just one bracelet for yourself. That's all. Oh, yeah. my God. Look at this nerd walking in the door. Hi, Rachel. It is Rachel has come into the complex, ladies and gentlemen. She's entered the complex. She's walking up. She's standing akimbo. Rachel, <laughs> I have a question for you. What are your what are your um, romantic feelings about Jack Black? Tell us about them. It's Kevin James. No, I know. She's telling <laughs> us about Oh, never. No. Wow. No, I know. Kelly was just telling us okay. about her her lust for Jack Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cuz yesterday we were just talking about yeah. yeah, chubby chasers and stuff, so. Um, Jack Black, he's okay. I I see the appeal, but uh, you know. You're a Kevin James I'm a lady? Kevin James lady. Why Kevin James? <gasps> Those eyes. His eyelashes are pretty crazy yeah. too. Yeah, it's a mess. That's eyelashes, <laughs> really? His eyelashes? His eyes. Oh, I like his the combo. Okay. Yeah. 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 They're yeah. good together. This brings up something interesting. There is something you know. People complain about characters in movies and television. Men who are dating outside of quote unquote their league. Yes. So I'm thinking about movies like The Holiday, where Jack Black winds up in a relationship with uh, a beautiful actress whose name I, I don't recall at this time. Don't know the movie. And there was part of the problem was like, oh, well, you get the ug- quote unquote, you get the ugly guy, and all of a sudden, like, he's dating a really, really hot woman who's out of his league. That's that's you know, men f- wish fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm. But like, there are people out there who are like, ooh, Kevin James. <laughs> Mm. Jack Black, Jack oh, Black, his ball. Once you go black, 
you never go back. You never go jack. You I never, don't know. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah. <laughs> you um, go black, you've been jacked. Hey! Oh. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was just a side note. All right, so before Rachel leaves, I don't want to let her get her let, let her get away without answering the same question that Kelly had to answer, which is if Kevin James was listening, which he 100% is because we know that he listens to the show, what would you say to Kevin James? Um, you, you're doing good. You're doing good stuff. Good eyes. Good eyes. Good eyes on you. So, Kevin James, if you want to respond to Rachel, you can email us at coltspopgo at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Did we do it? Are those the emails? Did we finish it up? Was that that basically his email? We go on such tangents. Tangents. Oh, it was mostly me. Digressions. No. Oh, okay. So, then he goes on to uh, Carmen Sandiego. Garments and oh, I still need to watch that. Yeah, I don't care. I'm not going to do it. Uh, you should. I'm telling you, you should at least watch the first. Listen, one. man, I got to finish Young Justice. I got to finish. Titans. I'm not telling you to watch the series. Watch the first episode. Maybe. At least watch. Watch to see whether or not you actually do enjoy the animation style. Okay, cool. Maybe I, maybe I will. Do, are you aware of the reboot on uh, Netflix? Kelly? Yeah. Um. It, I mean, it looks immediately. I feel like it looks really good. And some of the stuff in the trailer, I was just like, wow, I can't believe like they're like bringing up murdering and like how she's no longer going to be doing it and, mm-hmm. and what she stands for. I, I oh, was so really, wait, really, in the show, mm-hmm. is she uh, re, not retired, no, what's the re, so was she a villain at one point who was murdering people and now she's deciding not to murder people? Well, I think in the show they're making her seem like she was approaching maybe doing that and oh. then changed her mind. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. Well, she changed her mind. I was yeah. going to say, that was, the word I was looking for is rehabilitated. But, okay. okay. No. No. Yeah, but it yeah. looks like a really good like nine to twelve year old type show. It is. And I, I, I mean, I love it from the trailer, so I definitely want to watch it. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to finish Shira. Oh, I watched I the first s- episode oh, of I Shira, forgot. and I like that a lot. Yeah, Shira yeah. was great. I did. I, I haven't started Shira. Uh, I looked at it. It was cool. It's real. It's real solid. That first episode. I realized mm-hmm. it's maybe not for me. Yeah. So, uh, so I let it go. I do want to finish Voltron. Oh, I've heard that's really good. Voltron is really good. It looks excellent. Yeah. I still need to watch it. I want to finish that. And I have to catch up. And this is actually my plan for when we finish for the rest of the day. I have to catch up with the rest of Steven Universe. Oh, Oh, me too. I think I'm the only, this is the only thing that I'm caught up on that you guys aren't. Nice. Steven Universe. So you just, because I think they just had like a big hour long. They did, yeah. Which was, which which is not the end, but it's akin to like the, I guess, season finale. Yeah, season five finale. Right, because the next thing is the movie. The movie and then season six at some point. Now, I know that you, you mentioned um, before we started recording that along with the Penny Pretzel webcomic, mm-hmm. that you actually hope to get into animation. Mm-hmm. Um, where did your love of animation uh, come from? Um, honestly, I, I was always really strong growing up. I always watched a lot of cartoons. And mm-hmm. then actually when Adventure Time came out, I was in the ninth grade. So, um, what was I like 14 and then all of a sudden it was like something switched and I was just that everything that followed that I was completely on board with like really gravity falls and Steven Mm, and then some of flapjack and, um, all these amazing shows started coming out and then Sanjay and Craig for a short time on Nick. And it was like this whole new era of cartoons, which like a lot of people refer to as the golden age of cartoons right now is what we're in. 
Um, I just, I thought it was incredible. And then I would draw Steven Universe every day. And then finally someone in college when I was studying biology was just like, you should consider working in cartoons. And I was like, that sounds ridiculous. So you were, had never even thought about doing anything drawing like that, like artistic? Oh, yeah. No, I, I thought it was um, someone asking me to like essentially like try to fly, you know? Really? Yeah, I thought it was completely impossible. And um, then a board... A board test for Steven was actually circulating around my sophomore year of college. Mm -hmm. and a storyboard test? Yeah, storyboard test. So it was a test that you take to be considered to work on the show. And um, I looked at it a couple times and I didn't do it. I was just, af I was afraid of it. And I was Aww. like, yeah, I was like, I can't, I'm in the middle of college. There's no way I can leave school. So I just completely wrote it off and then. Um, a couple years ago, or a year ago, I found out that um, a couple people who were not connected to animation at all took the took the test, and now they work in animation. They, mm -hmm. they work as storyboard artists. One was a web developer, and one was actually an artist, but was um, you know trying to get freelance work at the time. Right. And, and then it, it, the more I looked into it, the more I saw it was possible. They took your spot, Kelly. I don't know. I mean, they took your spot. They totally took your spot. Because <laughs> um, I've seen Penny Pretzel, and Penny Pretzel definitely has a lot of Steven Universe in it. Yeah, you know, and it's design, even in its design. Mm -hmm. uh, Kelly, I know. <sighs> I got to do it, and um, yeah, I, I. But I because of Penny. I've actually made a couple of friends in in animation or acquaintances. I don't know if I'm right. like goes for his friends, but um, it's it's exciting, you know. It's exciting to see that this might be possible. Yeah. Yeah. And well, as the song goes, don't stop believing. Oh my God. Hold on <laughs> to this feeling. I can't believe this is happening right now. <laughs> 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 You will make it. I, I see it in your future, Kelly. Aww. I really do. Thank you. I really do. I'm afraid of California because I like cheesesteaks, but I don't want to eat kale like uh, on a plate and yeah. drink wine. So what she told me yesterday was she was going to, she was thinking about moving, but then she was like, but then I won't have any JD. I'm serious. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I was thinking about moving from Philly. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like... I, I literally can't like I'll never because I know myself I'll never come back because I'm lazy um, <laughs> and I'll miss JD very dearly so Aww. I was like then I completely like changed all of my searches for apartments to just Maniunk because I can't leave <laughs> look at the community we build here it's so lovely yeah. speaking of community yeah you're really gonna have to get over that Kelly we'll talk um, oh no <laughs> I mean, Kel, I mean, JD's great. I mean, but you know, he can be a fungus. So uh, yeah, oh. I will grow, infest <laughs> the chunkus fungus. The ch <laughs> so speaking of community, Brandon, what Jackson shorts? What? Yay, it's Brandon. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> See, that is the Brandon whose mic I said you have. What? This is the Brandon mic. I thought that. I don't. I'm hardly ever on anymore. It's more the Kira mic. No. It's the Brandon mic. Kira's only been on like three times total. You've got a segment. Do I? Oh, yeah. We're renaming it. Yay, it's Brandon. 
<laughs> All right. Um, I'm hardly ever on anymore. But we're renaming my segment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, the old segment was called Brandon Ask Us because Brandon, Brandon would uh, come in and instead of writing in, he would just wait until we were recording and he would just come in and ask his questions in person, which is really skipping the middleman there. I like it. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any questions for us today, Brando? I do. I actually wrote one like sometime earlier this week that I was thinking about. Okay. Uh, it was basically, well, I don't have to look for it. It was basically, what's your like comic recommendation go to right now? Because like, there's comics you like 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 all the time, yeah. but like right now, like my mine used to be Gwenpool. I would always mm-hmm. recommend Gwenpool, but now I usually that's recommend, changed. Yeah, I like Gwenpool, but now I'll <laughs> recommend like Crowded. Hold on. So he would actually recommend Gwenpool unbidden. Yes. He, people would be in here, and he would just be like, Gwenpool. <laughs> You're looking for Gwenpool. Right. But now I'll recommend like Crowded, because realistically it's that there are books that I really like that I think aren't getting enough attention. Yeah. Like I think mm. they're good, and they're not getting as much attention as they deserve. Mm-hmm. So like now I'll always recommend Crowded, because that's the book I'm reading right now that I think is really good that isn't getting that much attention. What's Crowded about? Real quick, the 30-second so, pitch on Crowded. Crowded is about a book... Um, it's a book about a girl who basically there's a it's a world where um, like there's apps for everything mm-hmm. like rideshare apps mm-hmm. and like dog walking apps and like you can put a hit on someone apps. <laughs> so one day she like wakes up and someone has put like a hit on her. Yeah, like millions of dollars. Jesus. Like somehow and she's just a random girl and she doesn't know why. And then she slowly starts to find out that some of the people who have put into it are like her friends oh. and stuff. Mm. And it's like, turns or, out, or are they? She yeah. like isn't that great a person. She kind of sucks. And oh. So everyone is willing to put this in because they hate her. And so it's about her and her bodyguard who has to keep her safe. Well, and the bodyguard like, is also an app, right? So you can hire yeah, a bodyguard. You can also hire someone to protect you. And so it's about them trying to stay safe. And, like, the bodyguard's, like, a cool person, and you feel really bad for her that she has to deal with this awful girl who keeps, like, running away and going to clubs and stuff when there's a million-dollar hit on her. And it's, like, it's just a really fun time. So, that yeah. sounds like an actually cool book. Yeah, it's written by Christopher Sabella. He's, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Xtop, X-T-O-P. I follow him on Twitter. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I read the first issue of it uh, for, spoiler alert, the uh, comic book review show that we do. And uh, I, I enjoyed it very much. Who puts out the book? I want to say it's Image. Yeah. yeah, it's Image. Image. Yeah. One of the best comic book uh, companies, companies out, out there, there right now. Yeah, Image is beautiful. Do you have one, Leonard? I don't think it's fair to go to me. Okay. Because I, because I am a You're trade a, guy. Yeah. So I even if I see something that even looks interesting, I'm going to wait for the trade. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. Well, still, you could like pitch just pitch like your go-to book anyway. Like you always pitch that uh, cat book. Pitch that one. What cat book do you I? You said have? it's like Luther with cats. Oh, Black Sad. Oh, cats book. I was thinking Cap Cap America. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do pitch Black Sad, but but admittedly, Black Sad hasn't been out in years. Yeah, and it's, it's only available in hardbacks. Yeah, nice three hardcovers. Yes, which are gorgeous. They're the most gorgeous. Hand painted. I believe that the artist worked for Disney at one yes, point at DC Animator. But let's um, go to Kelly. Kelly. Yeah, Kelly Disney and Animator. Kelly because she's holding a Brandon mic. Let her answer Brandon's question. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think. Does it have to be something that doesn't get a lot of attention, or is there something you want to show some shine, shine on? Oh, um, I, it well, could I also a... be a webcomic. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah. What's your favorite thing comic related just in general right now? Oh, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, there is something on Webtoon called Lore Olympus. Um, mm. And it's amazing. It's amazingly like drawn, um, written. Everything about it is just divine. And um, it's, I don't know the writer's actual name, like um, on uh, Twitter, I think she's um, used Band-Aid. Yeah. And and um so it's about um kind of like the story um of Persephone and Hades mm-hmm. but with like a modern take so it's almost like a roaring has a roaring 20s type feel to it. Oh, it um, looks good. Where it's, it's got a Babs Tar-esque Babs Babs Tar meets Steven Universe kind of style. Yeah. It's wonderful. There's not a lot of like line work. It's mostly color work that produces the lines, if that if that makes sense, but um, it's gorgeous. Yeah, and she, she releases an episode every week. Sometimes she'll take a week off to rest her hand and stuff, but she'll mm. always do something. Um, and it's it's completely blown up for all the right reasons. Great, um, I'm oh. in love with it. Now you said you 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 check it out on Webtoons. Yeah, Webtoon. Now, Webtoon. What is Webtoon? It's an app where and a website where you can read um, a lot of a. Uh, uh, web like, comics? Yeah, indie comics, um, a lot of mangas on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you can read, a believe, I believe, like a lot of Korean manga. Like uh, when I first found the app, I was watching Lookism, um, which is like a Korean manga where um, this guy is very unpopular. And, um, you know, he, he feels like he's really unattractive and he gets made fun of a lot. And then he moves schools and somehow like has two bodies where one is very beautiful and he he has his normal body. And when he falls asleep, he switches between the bodies. Oh, cool. So when one is sleeping, he's awake in the other. So then he sounds exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, he has to, he devises this whole system and I never really got too far in it, but he gets to live another life. But there's like all different kinds of hitches involved in having two bodies. So that's so neat. Mm-hmm. Which one? That's what's that called? Lookism. Oh, word. Look- yeah. And so these are all basically web comics or or mangas. Yeah, they're they're like web comics, and Webtoon does do um, certain types of royalties. They allow you to earn um, like ad revenue from having ads on your comics once you get to a certain amount of views. So kind of like YouTube for comics then. Yeah. yeah. So have you thought about putting Penny Pretzel up there? Yeah, I have. I, um, I, it, the, um, publishing like system isn't really my favorite. So I'm still trying to get comfortable with it because Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, it's a new workflow that you have to implement. Right. Um, but yeah, totally. I, a lot of people, a lot of my friends from Instagram are trying to build themselves up on Webtoon because, you know, you can actually make money and then it's, um, you know, just another place to get attention. Just some eyes on your stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. That's dope. <laughs> Wait. Sorry. I walked in late. Where do you post Penny Pretzel again? Oh, Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. Penny Pretzel Because I'll find comics. it. On Instagram. So my answer to Brandon's question would be right now I really enjoy, speaking of trade paperbacks, Len, it came out as, uh, I want to say, five or six issues originally, and now it's a trade paperback that you can get. And it's called The Life of Captain Marvel. So if you're excited about the Captain Marvel movie that's coming out starring Lee uh, uh, Brie Larson mm-hmm. uh, I would say The Life of Captain Marvel is a really good rejiggering of her origin story which reveals some stuff that we 
we're not aware, aware of. of. Okay. So, uh, and it's it's a great story. Uh, there's a lot of really nice personal moments in it, but a lot of action as well. Uh, I think that that's great. And then something else. What else am I excited about right now? Um. Oh, Brian Michael Bendis is Superman. For anybody who doesn't like Superman, which is me, uh, his Brian Michael Bendis is Superman work for action and the Superman title. I think have both been really fun. Oh, and Young Justice. Mm. Brian Michael Bendis also is writing a book called Young Justice. It has nothing to do with the television show, the animated series that I love so much. But it is a basically it's another Teen Titans kind of team right uh, and that is a bucket of fun the arts great by brandon gleason the the writing by brian michael bendis is is really fun and kinetic it's got tim drake which makes brandon happy yes so yeah those are those are my it's i can never just do one I'm like no, you pringles can't. yeah and if we're gonna shout out like more mainstream stuff i've been really liking uh friendly neighborhood spider-man that's the book that like personally right now that's kind of my favorite spider-man book because it's just a simple... I think it's what I want from Spider-Man. Because it's everyone says he's like a street-level hero. But this is really street-level where like you're just in his apartment and he's helping people bring in groceries. And then like he ends up stumbling on a more like sinister plot. But that's the type of stuff that I really like about Spider-Man where it's just him really being just a friendly neighborhood hero. Yeah, yeah. Is that on your subscription list, Brandon? No? It might be, though. It should be. Yeah. Hmm. I don't have another question. I have... There is one comic I do want to shout out because I am eagerly waiting for the trade. And I think it fits along with what Brandon is going for as far as something that's not getting the love that it deserves. And that is from Ahoy Comics. Huh. The creators of The Wrong Earth by Tom oh, Pyre and yes. Jamal Igle. Dude. On one world, Dragonfly and his sidekick Stinger enjoy a life of adventure. On another Earth, the Dragonfly hunts criminal parasites like a lethal exterminator. What happens when these two heroes change places? Yo. I read the first issue. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Same. It was Adam West Batman switching places with Christian Bale's Dark Knight. It was insane. I love Jamal Igle. He is the he is he's Nightwing Tribble. Um, uh, Tom Pyre. I've always liked his his writing back when he was even on the Legion of Superheroes, and to have them together in this gorgeous comic book, I'm like, yo, this is dope. Can't wait for the trade. 100%. I got it. I think they sent me a free copy uh, as, as a retailer, and I didn't even bother looking at it uh, like an idiot. Mm. And then I think because we wound up re reviewing it for spoiler alert, we, uh, the whole bunch of us were just like, this was awesome. And I would say it's not Christian Bale's Batman. I would say it's like Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns Batman because it's a brutal yeah, world. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, more of a dick. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but that's a great, fun series. Yep. I like that a lot. Good one. Nice. I wish I thought of that. Dang it. Does Brandon have any more questions? Uh, I mean, I can check. Let me see. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't think it through. I Now's the perfect time, Brandon, while we're while we're recording. Uh, there's one about... um. What, like, spoilers? Because, yeah, this kind of works. Like, what are your opinions on spoilers? And what do you think is, like, the grace period for spoilers and stuff? And movies, comics, and TV shows, what do you necessarily consider spoilers? Because, like, sometimes online people will talk about, like, the things from solicits and comics. But it's like, that's not... The comic hasn't come out for, like, two months. So is that a spoiler? Because it's officially released material. 
so it doesn't count, things like that. That's a good question, and that is a difficult question to answer, but I do have an example. Yesterday, someone posted a picture, a screenshot from the Captain Marvel trailer where it shows Maria Photon Rambo uh, as a pilot. Monica? Nope, Maria, and um, someone posted a screenshot of it, and someone had wound up saying something like, oh, the original Captain Marvel, or one of the original Captain Marvels or something, and then someone else was like, that better not be a spoiler, and my response was, it's in the trailer. Yeah, so it's, it's in the trailer. So if you know who Rambo is, Photon, first of all, if you know who Photon is or if you know the name Rambo, um, then you probably have some sort of inkling of who this character may be related to or is. Right. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know, Monica Rambo it was an Avenger. She went under the, She was a Captain Marvel for one period of time. She was called name. Photon for another period of time. She was in one of my favorite Warren Ellis comics, um, Next Wave. Yes. Next wave. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she's... But the woman in the trailer is Maria. Right. But the woman we know is Monica. So So, the idea is it's probably her her mother because Captain Marvel movie takes place in 1984. Yeah. Right. And that Monica Rambeau's iteration of Captain Marvel has actually just been featured in a recently released trade paperback. Yep. The Captain sure. Marvel, Monica Man- Rambeau, mm-hmm. which just takes a collection of stories that feature her yeah. and, and puts it out. She's also in uh, Ultimates, which was a few years ago. That's true. Yeah. That's, That's true. Right. Yeah, she was. Good call. Yeah. But not as Captain Marvel because she's... she's they, What's her new name? I think... Is it still Photon? I don't know if it's Photon or not. I don't... They... I mean, we've talked before on Gutter Talk about how they totally... Marvel, who... As far as the big two, Marvel and DC, Marvel has by far been way more progressive um, and and positive in their appreciation of African-American characters in their comics and, and putting them out there. Original characters and even kind of like rebooting some characters. So, yeah, they've been ahead of the game for years as opposed to DC. But Monica Rambeau, Captain Marvel is one of the ones that they totally jerked over. Oh. They they reworked her over. They they uh, basically built up the character to tear her down, take away the Captain Marvel name from her. Um, yeah, and we've talked about it before. I don't want to go on about it because that'll be a... It's a sour point with me. Yeah, but spoilers. Uh, I know there are certain people who won't even watch trailers for movies. Because they don't want to be spoiled, quote unquote spoiled. They just like to go in fresh. And I wish I was that way. There's a part of me that wants to be that way. Because let's say, for instance, Far From Home, the new Spider-Man movie. There is a 100% chance I will see that movie. There is no doubt that I'm going to go see that film. So I don't need to see the trailer. And anything I go, if I go in blind, everything will be a surprise. Exactly. But because I'm so excited about it, then I watch the trailers. And I'm like, ah, now I know what's going to happen. And I know certain scenes and stuff like that. So I wish I was better at that. But I get so excited. And sometimes I, I have to watch the trailer yet. See? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, I did see it. Oh. Yeah. I was also, it also ruins. But Spider-Verse, I had... No idea it was happening. I didn't really? know it was a thing. I saw an image, not even a trailer, like a 
a couple days before it came out. Oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, what is this? Just, uh, it was this image of all of them in the bedroom, mm. like looking at the camera. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who are all these people? And why are they all dressed like Spider-Man? And why is oh, Miles there? Wow. And I was, it was the only thing I knew about it. I didn't watch a trailer. And then like the next week I went and saw it. And I was talking about it at work. I was like, have you guys heard of this new Spider-Man movie? And they're just like, yeah, we've been waiting for months. Yeah. <laughs> we were counting down for like at least a year. Yeah. For a year. Because I, I want to say in I, December yeah. of 2017, we saw the trailer at my store. We were crowded around wow. the, my, my computer watching that trailer. That's crazy. Yeah. And here's an example because even though we watched that trailer, that was the perfect trailer because it yeah. didn't give really any hints of the story. So, we didn't even know that there was a verse of Spider. People. Exactly. We thought it was just a Miles movie. Right. Oh. And we were just excited that there was uh, the inkling that our Spider-Man was going to be in that movie yeah. mm. in a scene that's not in the movie. It's only in the trailer. Which one? When they're sitting in the subway, sitting on a bench in the subway oh, station. Oh, wow, yeah. That's not in the movie. How it's many, yeah, only that's in the right. trailer. You know, uh, people huh. were arguing over, um, I think it was like Japan's trailer for Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. No, keep going. Oh, they, they were just like really angry because um, it didn't have any miles in it. And they're just like, why would they do? You know, I mean, people know why, but yeah. it, it was wrong. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not as weird as that what you call it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Ah, ding, 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 ding. I was going to talk about Japan trailers in general. I've decided I don't think I'm going to watch. If I watch an anime or something, I don't think I'm going to watch any more trailers. Because I just oh. got finished playing Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm -hmm. And so much of that was spoiled, I felt, oh. in the trailers. That sucks. Mm -hmm. And it was rough. Because I first played Kingdom Hearts 2 when I was 10. I'm now 23. And to play this <laughs> game, I was super excited. And it just felt like so much of it got spoiled. Yes. So... Yeah, so I'm thinking, because I've also seen that, like, in general, Japan has different, like, ideas about, like, spoilers. Right. Like, what they consider spoilers. Like, the title of episodes of things will spoil the whole episode. Mm -hmm. So, nowadays, I'm, I'm thinking I'm not going to watch any more trailers. Episode four. We're going to kill everyone in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tough for me, because when you're talking about spoilers... Um, because there have been certain movies where the rock in a hard place is, uh, one, the trailer gave too much away. Right. But the hard place was I wouldn't have gone to see that movie if it if hadn't, hadn't given, da given that one thing away to make it interesting for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's rough. Like, one of the, you know, I go in and I'm like, oh, man, I wish I didn't know that ahead of time. But then I think, well, I wouldn't be sitting here if I didn't know that ahead of right. time. Especially, so. it's a, I think it's really important for movies that don't have existing IP already, mm -hmm. where it's like, would you really see this movie based on the title alone? Right. Or what? maybe what someone told you about it, but would you see it opening night mm -hmm. if you didn't see a trailer? So and it's kind of like, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Yeah, but when your trailer, first of all, I always bump up against the idea of your teaser trailer is two minutes long. That doesn't sound like a teaser. That's like a trailer. A, that's a trailer. And then when your trailer feels like it's basically the movie, the, the Cliff Notes version, mm -hmm. that's not a trailer. You've given away your story. You should not give away enough of the beats. Honestly, to me, the most effective trailer would be just do a scene from the movie. 
Yeah. Pick a minute from the movie and play it. If you can't get me with the minute that you chosen totally out of context, if I don't want to know what happened before or after, then your movie is shit. Well, it depends on the scene. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just choose that th- those 30 seconds. Right. And then you either got me or you didn't. I want let's, to... Let's, I don't know if everyone has this, but I have a couple of examples of times where I went into a movie expecting one thing, and I got another thing, and I was very happy that it wasn't spoiled for me. I'm not going to say what they are for these films, even though these films are very old films. Um, But I remember going in to see Fight Club. Mm. Yes. I thought it was an underground boxing movie, which normally wouldn't appeal to me, but I was like, oh, Edward Norton, Brad Pitt? This looks and and the I guess the commercial was kinetic enough that I thought it looked visually interesting. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll go see this underground boxing movie, mm-hmm. and then I went and saw Fight Club. Yep. And holy cats, that I walk out of there with my mind blown. Yes. And then I want to say The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Another one. I was like, oh, it's a thriller. I like uh, bald Philip. Die- Bruce Willis. Johnny Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Um, Bruce Willis. Johnny Die Hard. And uh, <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, and I took my mom to see it. And we both walked out of there like, oh, holy cats. Mm-hmm. And then I think recently, uh, related to that, I saw Split. The very, very end of that, I went, <gasps> so that was cool. Yeah. Those are also movies that are kind of like, a very they're plot twisty in yeah. a way. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and almost is the question is, does the trailer give too much away or is the movie just weak? You know, mm-hmm. is it not right. twisting? Is it not subverting enough yeah. expectation? You yeah. know, like... Maybe it's just doing too much of what people expect. But, mm. uh, you know, it's like, what, what problem is it, really? Mm. I went, I'm trying to think of the answering your question. Uh, Sixth Sense is definitely one of those. Um, but I also feel like after Sixth Sense, I didn't go t- into any M. Night Shyamalan movie like that afterwards. Because then you're just looking for the <laughs> twist. Of course, yeah. You know, so that's why... As much as out of the blue, when it hits and split, you're like, oh, but you're also, I also was watching that movie waiting for something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, well, it must be coming now because this is when this is. See, for me on that particular film, he had done enough movies that didn't have a twist that I went, oh, OK, maybe this is just really one of those I feel movies. like all his movies have a twist. Well, there was like the. Oh, not, what was that one about the the family who ate the kid? Like what? the visit, right? Oh. It was about the grandparents, the evil grandparents. Well, that was the twist. Oh, that was a twist. <laughs> yes. Oh, maybe I didn't think there were twists because I wasn't surprised by them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Maybe there are only twists if I go, oh, neat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. The, the Avatar movie was just a straight up Avatar. Yeah, I mean, it was just straight up. That trash. was a bucket of. Yeah, we don't discuss that. I call it Pocahontas in space. Oh, it's not- oh, Avatar. No, yeah, Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And my Shyamalan did that one. Um, oh. And then what was the one before that that he had just done? He did uh, The Happening. The Happening? There was no twist there. there well, it was just like, it was the- oh no, the wind's going to get us the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Village was a twist? The Village, the twist I got from the trailer. Okay, but you, well, a lot of people didn't. And what was the other one? And, and, and The Village, I will say, as much people hated The Village, I actually enjoyed The Village. The Village is like the old-timey people living in yeah. the old times. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. Yeah, yes. sort of. Yeah. I, actually I liked enjoyed it. that. Yeah, it was, it was slow. Well, there was another one. The Lady in the Water. 
There was no twist for that, was there? Well, yeah, because it was a, it was an it actually is a fable. That's not a twist. But it was a living fable. That's it was, not a twist. And it was a twist because it was happening in like real world. And you didn't believe that these people were going to sit around this pool and it actually was going to be this I don't think creature. That's, that's not a twist. Yeah, no. No, and I thought that was a twist. I think it was twist. a twist. I thought it was a twist. You know, being move. louder doesn't make it a twist. Um, <laughs> and then, that's my twist. What was the other one? Oh, Swing Away. What was that one? Uh, signs. Signs. There was no twist there. Uh. No. No, there was no twist. Well... There was a revela- revelation well, about the, the about the wife. Well, when you think about it, there really is not a twist in sense. It's sixth sense. It's not really a twist. It's just that Bruce Willis was dead the whole time. That's the goddamn twist. That's but that's not the twist. That, but yeah, that is the twist. It's not really the twist because him. Don't being, be upset just because I said the one thing that you thought was a twist wasn't a twist, and now you're trying to find something that I think is a twist, not a twist. Look, because it's not really a twist. <laughs> it's not really a twist. <laughs> yeah. What is twist? <laughs> It's a dance. Shall we do the twist? <laughs> um, like we did last summer. Did oh my God. Brandon, do you have a movie that you were like <laughs> went in and then there was a nice, you were not spoiled by something and that really made that experience for you? Um, I don't think so. Not off the top of my head, I don't think. The Last of Us. That's uh, the video game. Yeah. Which I've never uh, played. You mean the beginning? Well, just the entire thing. I, I mean, I didn't play it until, what, like four years after it came out and... I, I love that the internet was so nice to not well, okay. riddle well, shut, everything with spoilers. Shut up. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I'm not going to say anything. Okay, good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I don't know. We, All right. We knew. You're not going to play it. No. Oh, no. I thought you said you weren't going to ruin it. I'm going to play it. Oh, It's yeah. on my list of things to get to. Well, you should. I'm, I'm finally, I'm finally 50% through Spider-Man. Oh, I'm only 4%. Ooh. Oh, 12%? It's Something. so good. It's so good. I love it so much. I have so much fun, and I got new suits to wear. Uh, I'm so excited. Put my feeties in the suit. Yeah. Yeah. Put my feeties in the suit. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to talk about, Leonard? Did you watch Young Justice? Did you watch Young Justice, Brandon asks, without a microphone? Yes, I did watch <laughs> Young Justice. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it pretty much. You know, you know it's, it's good. I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting the second half. Now, Brandon showed me something, I believe about the titles of the episodes. Have you seen this? I haven't really paid attention to them, so no. The first letter of each title spells... Yep. <gasps> Apocalypse. No. Oh. Sp- something. I don't know. I Is it a word? You, apparently. JD tells me not to say it. Oh. So I'm not saying it. Have you watched Punisher while JD looks it up? Uh, we no. Talked we talked about the Punisher. Oh. Today? Yes. Okay. We just talked. We actually were finishing talking about the Punisher when you made your way here to the complex. Well, uh, Arrow just had its 150th episode, and oh. it was pretty great. I'm sure so it wasn't. Everyone, it was awesome. <laughs> I'm going to show you guys when we're done. So I'm going to read these these titles to you now. Okay. Oh wait, they're out of order. Uh. Hold on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Here we go. How are they out of order? Princes all. Princess. Princes. Princes. Princes Princes all. all. Royal we. Eminent threat. Private security. Away mission. Rescue op. Evolution. Triptych. I can see, because I see you mouthing it out. You're not looking at the right thing. You're supposed to look at the first letter. Here we go. Yeah, me too. You said V. There's no V. Wait a minute. Read them again. You said princess all. Princess all. Royal we. Eminent threat. 
Private Security. Oh, P. Away Mission. Rescue Op. Prepare. Evolution. Triptych. Home Fires. Exceptional Human Beings. Another Freak. Nightmare Monkeys. True Heroes. Prepare the A-N-H? A-N-T. A-N-T. Prepare the... A-N-T. And that's as far as we got so far. But we do know that it's dealing with Dark Side and mm. Apocalypse. Oh my God, we're going to have a crisis. Oh, that's not what I thought, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's prepare the... A-N-T. A-N-T. Anti-life equation is what we're thinking? Oh. What were, you, what were you thinking? I say prepare the anti-monitor. Oh. Well, no. I mean, I don't think too. so. That would work, too. It's Ooh. totally possible. But, I mean, they got to save that. We're doing that <laughs> next year in the CW. Okay. All right. So, it got up to the T. Yeah. Yes. Right? So, if we, finish, if we finish anti-life equation... Because this was 13 episodes. Oh, yeah. Assuming that it's 13 episodes next season. I-L-I-F-E-E-Q-U-A-T-I-O-N. That's another 13 episodes, right? 10. That is another 13 episodes. Oh, wow. I was going to say, wow. Okay. So it might be, so it does make sense that it might be anti-life equation. Clue master over here. Awesome. Very cool. So I wanted to ask... Kelly Riley's advice. Oh. As someone who has tried time and again to do a webcomic mm-hmm. and failed miserably, what, how do, how do I do it? <laughs> um, Make me a web cartoonist. Go. Oh, um, you sit down and you're like, how much time do I have? Um, 15 minutes? Okay. And then you just draw until the 15 minutes is over. <laughs> and then you do it again the next day. And then you post it when it's done. Now, that 15 minutes, is the entire webcomic done? Or is that one panel? Or you're just working on 15 you minutes want. at a time? Yeah, just make it easy. And then eventually you have a webcomic. Yeah, when I did Penny, I would do it in 30-minute increments. Okay. Every so day. So whatever you're doing... Wait, that's not... Let me clarify. Mm-hmm. That's not, I have 30 minutes to get this webcomic done. That's, I'm going to work on this webcomic for 30 minutes. Yeah. No matter what comes of it. And then the next day I'll work another 30 minutes. Exactly, yeah. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. then you just get faster and you get excited. And then you're like coming home from work after your shift and working on it for two hours. You know, that, okay. then it just becomes your life. And, but it's nice because you want it to be your life. That's, um, I have the same problem with running or <laughs> exercising. Okay. <laughs> moving Any, your body. Moving my body in ways that are good for it. Yeah. So people are like, there are people who enjoy a thing, yeah. like running. And th- some of them say, the way I got there was, well, I just ran for 10 minutes every day, and then I ran for 20 minutes every day, and then, I, and then eventually, I feel weird if I'm not running. Yeah. I, I have never gotten to the point where it is a part of my schedule such that I feel weird not doing it. Um, I don't know. I think Like gutter talk on Wednesdays. Yeah. I don't know. You get you, you get used to making new I habits. I know, and it feels weird when it's not on a Wednesday. I, I have been reading this one book. Um, this is pre-Penny, I mean post-Penny, but it's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm. Um, and it goes into the science of how to build routines and systems ah. and, and good habits. And 
um, his whole philosophy is the idea of doing, getting um, 1% better at something every day. Because by the end of the year, then you're 37% better. Um, and it's basically about how being consistent helps breed prog progress in right. whatever you're trying to do. Right. Um, it's not about how well you do it. It's just about how many times you show up. So, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just showing up to, to get the job done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I feel that because um, when I do my web comic and I always like, I always cringe a little bit at calling my Batman whiteboard a web comic. It's a web comic. It, I guess it is. Yeah. Um, I, as I cringe at do, saying that for two reasons. One, because I used to do, do wholly original comics mm -hmm. um, that I had like in some local papers and stuff like that, and they were fun. I enjoyed doing them. Mm -hmm. uh, so I always cringe at it because this is literally just co-opting IP yeah. and just making fun with it. Um, but so kind of just to um, um, make a point against that way of thinking a little bit, um, there's a guy um, known as Hop Dude mm -hmm. on Instagram, and his comics are, his character is totally not Mario, um, okay. but it's his own original character named Hop Dude. Okay. And um, but if Mario didn't exist, Hop Dude probably wouldn't either. Right. Um. So, I feel like you're allowed to enjoy your webcomic or call it a real webcomic, even if it's based on something like Penny. Totally is in the style of Adventure Time. Uh, I would agree. Um, there's actually a guy, speaking of which, actually this is a recommendation for you, Len. Um, I don't know how he's able to do it, other than maybe DC likes it so much that they don't bother him about it, but there's a guy, Yale Stewart. Oh, I'm JL8. And he, yeah, and he does JL8, which is basically all of the Justice League characters, a bunch of the DC pantheon are just in eighth grade and they're children, and it is so good. It is hard to describe how great it is. I, if anyone out there hasn't read it, JL8 is great. It's, it's more like they're in, they're eight years old. Because they're like oh, you're, right, you're right. I'm sorry. They're My like bad. toddlers. Yes. But yeah, I was going to suggest that when you brought up how like you have trouble doing things like regularly, because his things used to come out pretty regularly, but for a while it was like, oh, maybe there's one every like two or three months. Oh yeah. So yeah. So it was like, but when it came out, everyone was really excited. So yeah. It was cool. I wasn't going to bring him up. Uh, um, one, I know how he gets away with it. He doesn't sell it. He doesn't sell yeah. work in a collective version because you can't do it. Mm -hmm. Because then he would he be sells, He sells prints. He sells, he sells prints. prints. Yeah, yeah, but he can't sell like the, the stories yeah. or anything like that. And I wasn't going to bring him up because there's been some yeah. some some stories about the character, him, himself. Okay. And I'd rather just stay away from that. But what the one thing I wanted to say was that, to your point about building up just the routine of it, as I like the comic strip started when I used to work in my old job, mm -hmm. which was like um, a boring job, but I was fortunate enough that it was a job that gave me an office. Oh, nice. And I had a big whiteboard that I was supposed to be putting on work stuff, but I never did because <laughs> I put my work stuff on stickies. Yeah. So I was like, well, what am I going to do on this whiteboard? So I, I started drawing the comic strip on that whiteboard. Uh, it just drew a big Batman thing. Everybody knew I loved Batman, so I did Batman little stuff. Um, and what I realized is that that was what was getting me to work. Like, because if I I hated the job, 
but I want to go update my Batman <laughs> comic yeah. strip. So I've got to go to work. <laughs> and then when I left that job for about three months, I was like, I don't feel right. And I realized I, I'm not doing my strip. So I actually went and bought a whiteboard wow. and put it in my... In my and I purposefully didn't put the whiteboard in my in my office at home. I put it in my bedroom by my bed. Oh. So when I wake up, I look at it. I was like, okay, you cannot leave this house until you update that strip. Oh, interesting. And I actually I updated it today, but then I realized in coming here that oh, I made a spelling error, so I don't know. I have to go home and correct it <laughs> before I can post it. Um, but but that's the you build up that consistency. Now I find myself at night when I go to bed and if the old strip is still up there, I'm like, all right, I've got a I've got a dream of what the new strip is. I got a dream of what the new strip is. And yeah. then I just come up with this something stupid. That's awesome. That's a really cool story actually. I never I just thought it, you know, I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think it would be like something that you use to like essentially just make yourself happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I felt like when I came up with Penny, I was so distressed about how uncreative I felt in mm -hmm. my life that I just needed to make something. Right. And um, it, it was just to try to make myself feel better. See, but that's what you said. See? Yeah. And it makes you feel better, right? Yeah. Because I was looking at you on your tablet, on your beautiful iPad Pro as you were sketching oh my God. Out, uh, Penny. And you had like, I mean, you had, there was, there was rose in your cheeks as you, as you were sketching out Penny. <laughs> oh so. man. I, I, well, I've never watched myself draw, but that's cool. It is cool. Yeah. Now, I know one thing that JD wanted to get into about the web comics, and as he, it, he's, he's busy retailing here at the Hero Complex because retailing goes on at mm -hmm. the store. One of the things he wanted to get into was the structure of web comics, and how you decide how you're going to put out your, your, how you're going to distribute that. Like the one thing I love about whiteboard is that it's just one big whiteboard. Yeah. So, which actually, because all the other strips that I used to do were panel strips uh, when I did them in the, in the comic strips, comic books actually forces my storytelling because now I've got to try and not only tell a joke but still relate enough of a story so mm -hmm. people know what this joke is pertaining to mm -hmm. as opposed to with a panel you have that option of being able to like kind of like piece it out and everything like that how did you decide on the structure for Penny Pretzels? Um, honestly it was just based on what other people were doing because Instagram has a really nice swipe feature right? where I, I like that it keeps everything a really nice surprise so people are able to get really nice punch lines um, on Instagram because all the other panels are hidden. You can only look at one at a time. As opposed to putting the whole four out there. Or in one picture. Four, yeah. In one picture. Um, right. And then there was um, a, um, a webcomic artist on Instagram who's called... Uh, I forget what it's called. Something four panels or maybe it's four panel comics, something like that. But she only ever writes four panels and she's very strict about it. And that's her whole brand is mm -hmm. the four panels. And, um, um, you know, most people do only do four panels, which I think is, it's really cool. It's a really cool challenge. Um, so that's really, it was really just based off of other people. And it's like, what is everyone else doing? I'll try it. And it was very hard because before that, I had only ever written, I was, I had worked on um, like a couple like spec TV show ideas. I had written a couple novels in college and 
it was hard to try to be funny and say four sentences. Right. right. Yeah. But it was cool. Now, when I had tried uh, my webcomic, um, I, my situation, whatever I decided it was going to be, was like I had, it's going to be in this size by this size, let's say three tall by eight wide. Mm-hmm. And whatever panel layout I could put in that particular dimension, oh. that's what it would be. So if, if I wanted to do a five-panel grid, it would just be four, five panels. But if I needed it to be a little bit longer, I would get creative with my panel layouts. Oh. Yeah. And then I would have eight panels. Um, and it would be much smaller panels. But they would always be the same dimensions as a finished product. But right. that was before, I would say, the internet. Like Instagram had that swipeable feature mm-hmm. or, or stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, it was back when you would just put it on the top of your web page and, um, people would go to the web page to read the web comic. Right. That, you know, when I was reading web comics, when it first started, that's how it was. Mm -hmm. So yeah, nowadays you can have as many, how many, is there a limit, a swipe limit? 10. 10 swipes? 10. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of neat how these things sort of evolve as the internet evolves, as apps evolve. I remember when I was doing um, comic, my comic strips, my published comic strips, and this definitely ages me, um, it, they were just beginning to be distributed on the internet. And there was this um, online company called Toon Syndicate who actually had reached out to a lot of the kind of like independent comic strips mm-hmm. out there about syndicating that your comic strip for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had built up a page where your comic strip could live and then they would try and get your comic strip onto other websites and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah, and I basically realized, like, I think I joined them for, like, about maybe a couple of months. And really, and and it, and it didn't cost. So, I, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they asked me for money. Um, they were just looking for content. And I realized, I can do this myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can pitch my stuff out to different news strip yeah, newspapers yeah. and stuff like that and um but but that was always the struggle like what size do you make mm-hmm. it um you know and what would sell did would the single panel strip sell because that was in the days of big a far side mm-hmm. blowing up so everybody wanted a far side you yeah, know what yeah. i mean but then you also had you know the eternal comic strips of Peanuts and, and Calvin and Hobbes and stuff like that, which were more traditional layout type of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then you also, near the end of when I was really doing that, you had Frank Cho, who's now a famous DC artist. Yeah, yeah. But that's when his comic strip Liberty Meadows yeah. was a college thing that was really starting to bubble up. And that was basically typically four, four panels type of thing. Um, so do you want, but it was a little bit more adult. So it's like, well, do you want to a little bit, be a little bit more racy? Well, yeah, we're yeah, on yeah. the internet. We can be racy as we yeah. want to be. You ain't going to get into no newspapers, yeah, but yeah. you know, it can be on the internet. You know, it'll be free. It'll be yeah. a free comic guy and all that type of stuff. Um, yeah, but that wasn't a, a, a successful business model. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very few web comics um, really blow up. Up, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, Penny and and, and well, Kelly, Kelly, I, I always want to call you Penny. See, but I know. Uh, Kelly, Same. Kelly, and I, we're 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 fledglings at that, at this. But then you you have um, our friend Brad Geiger, mm-hmm. who who's uh, Evils Inc. 
yeah. has blown up. I used to read it in the Daily News, never knowing that the Daily News was the only newspaper he was in. Yeah. He was it was a web comic always. It, yeah. he, he just had an in with the Daily News. Yeah. And then you had um who's I guess really the big success from web comics was um PVP with Scott, Scott Kurtz. Kurtz. Oh. Yeah. And that just you see yeah. where that took him. Well, you know? Penny Arcade. You, well, yeah, it's probably sorry, top even Arcade. that because right. now they've they've got their own conventions and stuff. Yeah, true. Yeah, PAX. Right. Cyanide and Happiness. Yeah, that's another. That's another really good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just uh, as someone who always wanted to be a cartoonist, I am constantly beaten down by my anxieties mm-hmm. and my fears. And overthinking things to ever fully commit to a, an ongoing webcomic. It's just, as, as many times as I've tried it, it just, I can't seem to keep up with it. Uh, it, it, it defeats me every time. Yeah. Then can I make a suggestion that came to me as I walked in here today and you and Kelly appeared from behind this tall pillar in Wink. your store? Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, early on before we started recording regaled us with a short little tale of a short little story about you and your wife that had come to her. Yeah. Um, what was it about how they woke up one day? Oh, yeah. I, I saw a post on Twitter, and it was like, you know, like a, I guess like a meme, comical yeah, it was a little meme. thing. It was a Twitter meme. Yeah, mm-hmm. Twitter meme that remi- totally reminded me of them. And what was the meme? Because we kind oh, of put it out there. Um, so, what was I believe it, it went... My wife, who's just trying to have a normal day, mm-hmm. sent was it colon? Right. Good morning. Me, colon. I'm going to try and be left-handed today. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was yeah. great. Right. Because yeah. that totally sounds like you and your wife, Shoshan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I, immediately in my head, especially upon hearing that Kelly was a, a little web artist uh-huh. on her own, was that, and knowing your frustrations in developing... A web comic, yeah, including the one that you had suggested was going to be about you and your wife, yeah, which I thought was absolutely adorable. What was that called? I forget what it was called, but Me I too. was, but I was mad that you never came out with it because it was, it looked great. I think that you two should collaborate. Me and my wife? No, <laughs> me and Kelly. Kelly. And Kelly should do a web comic on you and Shoshan. No. Why not? All right. So, in response to your question, I'm going to tell you a story. Is this what we yesterday, talked about yesterday? Yeah. Kelly was here, <laughs> and I was printing. I was. I had a, an order of a couple hundred tote bags. So I was in the back in this t-shirt studio printing tote bags. And Kelly and I are talking about web comics and and cartooning in general and being mm-hmm. artists and all that sort of stuff. And so we. I think but just between the jokes that we were telling each other, and not jokes, but like the joking around right. that we were doing, I had a thought, that'd be a funny webcomic, which happens a lot. And then I thought of saying, oh, that'd be a funny webcomic. And then, as I do overthink things, I step outside <laughs> of myself, and I think about the thought that I just had, right. and I think of that thought, I wonder how many times someone has said to Kelly Riley, um... That would be a, you should do that as a webcomic. So I asked, "Hey, how many times do you th- a day does someone say you that'd be a funny webcomic? You should make this into a webcomic." And her reply was, "Uh, 
Too often. Yeah. Yeah, too often. So the one thing a web cartoonist does not want to hear is, hey, you know it would be a good, funny webcomic? And that is my response to you telling her that she should make a webcomic about us. Brandon has something to say. Well, that's not what he's doing. He's not saying you should, like, tell her what to do or anything. He's saying you guys should work together on ideas. Oh, is that what you're saying? Yes. I thought you were saying just, hey, Kelly, you should make webcomics about J.D. and his wife. No. But also, Kelly's busy enough. She's trying to get in the animation business. She's trying to do her Kelly or her, her Penny Pretzel. And not uh-huh. only that, she also has a Patreon, just like we do. Um, you do. I do have a Patreon, yeah. yeah. And yes. I'm, I'm trying to... There's a, I, I'm planning a lot of really exciting stuff. A lot of like exclusive comics and stickers and then a zine at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. She's got plans. She's got big plans. Yeah. But I really think um, it's really interesting because I actually went to back to my college records and spoke about like the anxiety of creating yeah. and how artists seem to stand in their own way. And I'm just one of people should really just like like take your inner take your inner self and like scream at yourself. Like don't stand in your own way. Like just do it. Yeah. There's really nothing stopping you except yourself. Mm-hmm. It's not your schedule. It's not your talent. It's not where you live or how early you wake up. It's literally none of that. Yeah. So what you're saying is that Nike is right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. You just do it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Nike's fine. Well, Nike's, Nike's cool. Nike's fine, but I don't... I can't believe I just said the phrase, <laughs> just do it. I, I, I don't, no, but just... Make it. Just make it. Yeah. Just yeah. do do it. The thing. Just do do it. Yeah. <laughs> Just do do it. The thing. Yeah. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah. Oh, good times. We have fun. Um, what else do we want to talk about since we're doing the all day podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, this is twenty four hour podcast day. I don't know. Wasn't there something else? I thought there was. We were going to talk about glass. Oh yeah, because you saw it. I saw glass. You saw, and I saw glass. And you is- saw glass. Did you see glass, Brandon? I haven't seen any of the three. Oh. I want to, so don't spoil. Oh, we're going to spoil it. So, uh, yeah, because to your question about spoiler, you know, how long? The movie's been out for over a month. Yeah, because that was part of my question was like, what, what is the threshold? So, right. yeah, I would say a month works. I think, well, actually, I think that, okay, yeah, a month. For a movie, a month. Yeah. A month, a month like, if you haven't seen it in a, in a month, you ain't going to see it. Or you're going to wait till Netflix. And nobody's waiting for you and Netflix before we spoil a movie. So hug your ears if you need to. <laughs> hug your ears. That's cute. I like that. So, we're- so yeah, we saw Glass. Uh, and um, I had already, I think Noel and I had already talked about it mm-hmm. on Spoiler Alert. I believe we talked about it. And uh, just your, your impressions. What do you got? I ultimately land on the side of, eh. Okay. Now, let me, did you see, you saw Unbreakable. I saw Unbreakable. You saw Split. I saw Split. And now here. So as a wrap up to that trilogy, eh. Nah. Meh. Nah. Okay. I, well, even, even, nah, but also as a wrap up to the, as a movie itself. As a wrap up to the trilogy, I think it's. I think it's depressing. I think it's depressing as hell, man. Yeah. I, I don't think he's fair to any to the characters. David Dunn gets the short shrift on this one. David Dunn that hurt gets, me. He gets fucked up. Yeah, I was. And, I was sad. And that is not cool. No. That is not cool at all. As a character uh, that I really liked, especially considering that when we return to his life, 
it doesn't look like he's had any fun mm. with what he I think mm. maybe if you if you want to extrapolate that maybe he had fun because and this is given away a little bit already in the spoilers in the, in the in the trailers that he has spent the last what almost 20 years you know fighting low level crime yeah alongside his son which is awesome so that aspect of it is awesome yet he has such a dour look on his face that that's the character though that is no that is the character that we met in unbreakable which is basically whisper the movie right 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 like nobody has any real emotions in that film or 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 any big um big uh emotional beats right right any passionate scenes very true yeah it's very much just like i have no how have how many times have i been sick ultimately when i like you know they didn't do david dunn right i mean they did him right they just did him dirty they did all right, it's not they like it's dirty. not like we had a whole different david dunn i'm just That's clarifying he got true. done dirty they did they did him dirty uh this is a, you know it's a tour de force acting wise for um James McAvoy. Oh, he was great. Yeah, he's great in the movie. Uh, actually, Samuel Jackson is great in the movie. It's just mm-hmm. that he doesn't show up until halfway through the movie. And for some reason, at the very, very end there, uh, his teeth are dirty. Did you notice that? All of a sudden, his teeth there were just like... I noticed that, too. Out of like nowhere. They gave him, like, some chocolate or something. Yeah. And like, in between the... takes, he was just eating Oreos. Just, like, had nine Oreos shoved well, in his mouth. when he slipped out of his, his room, you know, in the midst of doing his evil d- daring do... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He went and got himself some Oreos. Yeah, and just didn't wash it down with any milk. Yeah. That's what happens. You get, you you get Oreo teeth. That's what um, Yeah. The further away from it, I, when I first walked out of it, I went, that was solid. It felt like a nice wrap up to uh, a trilogy. It's kind of, it's almost exactly what I had hoped for when I first saw Unbreakable the first mm-hmm. time. I just wanted a nice, solid trilogy because he had said this was going to be a trilogy. And then he sort of was like, oops. So, um my biggest complaint, the thing if I had to go back and change any of it, I think I love the entire film with the exception of the very, very, very end. Yes. Yes. Which I found underwhelming. Now, I'm not talking about the climax of the film, which I enjoyed. It was built up to be something and then was something different, which it wasn't a twist. It's just we didn't get where we thought we were going. But I knew we weren't going there because I knew the budget. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> and then... um I want to say, like, after the climax of the film, you've got, like, the last scene of the film. Yeah. And that would have worked 10 to 15 years ago, technology-wise, and people's response to the internet at the time Mm -hmm. versus their response to the internet now. I don't want to spoil it, but this, in my head canon, this movie takes place 15 years ago when this would have made sense. Right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, My biggest complaint about the film is that M. Night Shyamalan... Uh, uh, bankrolled this movie on his own, which is impressive. It's impressive. You know what I mean? Yeah, the man made made dough. Yeah. Um, but because he bankrolled it on his own, and then partners with Bloomhouse to distribute it, and Bloomhouse is looking for, did you make the movie under a certain amount, certain number? All right, fine. Yeah. So they don't care outside of that. He doesn't have another voice in the room. That's what we were saying, yeah. He needs another voice in the room with him, man, yeah. when he is doing his stories. Anytime the character that you have created for yourself in these trilogies has a more fulfilling storyline 
the, oh. the main actors, <laughs> yeah. main characters, <laughs> then you know there's something wrong <laughs> right. with your movies. Yeah. This that's a I forgot about that. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, yo, this joint, and there's something about his. He's, you know, every word is so precious with him. Mm-hmm. The precious little babies that his words and his pictures are, that he, that he takes so much time in setting them up that these movies move like a freaking zamphony. Yeah. On a on a like the the, the ice. ice rink, it's so slow. But for some, you know, for these three films, I'm I'm not saying this for all of his films, but for these three films, it didn't bother me. I, at no point was I bored. I was engaged enough with what was happening uh, that I, and also, you know, actually, one of the things I was wondering was, you know, part of what they're doing is convincing him that it's in his head yeah. and i went is the twist going to be that it really is that it re- that he's not a hero that he's not a, that he's not superpowered that is a fascinating take on it especially mm-hmm. in the quote-unquote superhero world that he created where it's plausible yeah that maybe this is just in your head you know mm-hmm. all of these things um so that was kind of interesting just kind of like the way that it played out yeah. just really bothered me and and it is a little bit engaging because, like I said, you can get lost in James McAvoy having, yeah. doing his thing. Uh, Samuel Jackson, when he does show up, you can't take your, your eyes off of him. Mm-hmm. Sarah Paulson, for what she's asked to do, is is on point. Bruce Willis, he's basically sleepwalking, cashing a check. Yeah. Um, and the other aspect, the other storyline that I don't really dig is the whole idea of the girl from Split now more or less having this emotional relationship right with one of the personalities of her captor yeah that i i really didn't that, that, that kind of felt real icky, icky and like mm. i would counter that by saying that i feel like that character that we're talking about within what was his name Cap- kevin kevin yeah kevin is also a captive Right, the way that they play him, the, he's all, he's a victim within his own body. Yeah, but for, but true, but for her, yeah, considering what she had gone through, yeah, with the other personalities, captor, yeah. captors, yeah, it, for developing a relationship with yeah. him, that didn't it didn't ring true. It didn't ring true, especially gotcha. the way that it plays out. I don't yeah. think it got. It, yeah, it just didn't. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. I, okay. uh, ultimately, I, I think I didn't land on. I land on the side I didn't enjoy it. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm on. I'm on the side of. I bear. I. I'm barely on the side of. I enjoyed it. <laughs> it's enough that I'd be like, yeah, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, all right. Anything I, else? I think that. See now, that feels like a show. All right. So, we can go. Okay. Thank you so much but for wait, joining wait, before us. Before we go. No, only only this JD. You did this because to me on I purpose. don't feel I don't feel like we sometimes when we have guests on the show, and people you know they they listen to the show they know how to get in contact with you. I was ready to, to do all that. With me, so, so so so, I want to offer them the opportunity. They've heard Kelly's lovely tones on our on our uh, show. show. Uh-huh. They heard about Penny Pretzels. Uh-huh. They know Brandon. 
Uh-huh. Everybody knows Brandon. It's like sometimes we're basically on his show. I know. Well, we're guest stars on his. According to him, we're all That's guests right. on, on Brandon's, Brandon's show. World. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's give people an opportunity to, if they want to reach out and and touch our guests, say hey to our guests. <laughs> yeah. Brandon yeah. said, you got to stop saying what, that. They, maybe they do want to touch you, Brandon. It's not okay, though. <laughs> it's not okay. to. T- well, you don't let them know whether or not it's okay. Okay, sure. No you know? touching, please. There you go. So if they want to reach out and touch <laughs> you, Brandon, how should they do so? Uh, come into JD's shop. Maybe I'm here. Because I don't really use social media, so there's really no way of getting in touch. You don't have an email? I mean... Well, no, I wouldn't say put it out as easy. Where on Reddit can they find you? You can call me. My number is 123-456-78910. So basically he's saying, fuck y'all, I don't, want, don't even talk to me. See me when I see you. Yeah. I see you. I hear you. Kelly Riley, you can just pick up that microphone. Where can... Hi. Okay. Hey. Um, welcome back. Thank you. Um... Let's see. I'm mostly on Instagram. Yeah. So at Penny Pretzel Comics, um, I post um, Monday and Wednesdays, and then you can get exclusive comics on Fridays starting next week or really this week. Yeah. yeah. Um, on my Patreon, which is the same name. Patreon slash Penny, Penny Pretzel. Pretzel Comics. Yep. P E N N Y. I can't spell in the air. It's really hard for me. <laughs> okay. Um, all right, and you That's can. So cute, I can't spell. on the air. On the air. Um, she's tried like she's so many times that she's just been on the air, being like, I can't spell. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can also, if you want to help the show out, you can go to Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can tweet at us at Black Tribbles at gmail.com. I said tweet at us. Oh. You yeah. can also email us at. Blacktribbles oh, at gmail.com. Yes. And you can tweet us at us at Blacktribbles or you can tweet at me at the TheBatTribble. Um, I'm on Instagram at BatTribble. Or, or I have a webcomic on Instagram called Batman's Whiteboard. Um, it's so great. You can go check that out. Yeah. There you go. I don't have one of those. We're, we're a, trying to. A webcomic. But you have your Patreon. I do have my Patreon. I already shouted it out. Were you here? Well, he asked me to shout you out. He just. You didn't say his Twitter. Usually he says yours and then you say his, but you didn't say his. And well, I usually he says my e- my email. That's why he I. We do both. But uh, his, you can tweet at JD <laughs> at JD's Hero Complex. That's JDS Hero Complex. There we go. See, this is what happens when we go over an hour, Len. You lose the thread. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. <laughs> <laughs>